Hey guys, you're listening to Sound Scrub, a place where I get to dissect the writing, production, and recording process of a song with the artist and producer. I am your host, Lisa Denae. I'm Jackson Bankson. I sing in Designer Disguise. Um, and I guess a fun fact is I'm from California and I did a lot of musical theater in high school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm Josh Wildhorn. Um, I play guitar in Designer Disguise. And <laughs> I guess I'll, I'll, I'll use where I'm from as my fun fact too. I grew up in France. Uh, French boy. French boy. Oh, all right. In today's episode of Sound Scrub, we are going to talk about Undercurrent by Designer Disguise. Let's go ahead and start off with the lyrics. What is the song about and what inspired you to write it? So the song is about kind of an acceptance of a totality of self. So I, um, in my own life over time, I've realized like I have, you know, the lighter parts of myself and the darker parts of myself. And for a lot of my life, I've kind of raged against the darker parts, trying to get rid of them, yeah. fight against them. But this song is really about seeing yourself as a whole, sort of like a yin and yang type thing of mm-hmm. accepting those dark parts as well as the light and like letting go of that. Hence like the take me out of control. Um, and those like those battles are sort of, illustrated in my life via uh, like substance abuse and all that. But then I'm like the lighter parts that I'm talking about are, you know, I've, I've had a really great family life and stuff. And I've, you know, gone, gone through, you know, singing in choirs and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. But the kind of undercurrent of all the bad stuff, a said the name, um, <laughs> but of all, you know, the undercurrent of all this stuff, it's always there. And instead of ignoring it and just, you know, letting it kind of, run wild it's like an accepting so yeah yeah that's uh that's extremely relatable and I definitely personally relate to that as well I actually have a song and the lyric line is embracing the good and the bad um (laughs) and that's exactly yeah you that's wow I we totally connect on that level um did anything in particular happen to you um to kind of inspire writing all of this out well so right around the time that we wrote these songs like a yearish before or maybe two i was on like a bunch of um medication for like uh like mood stabilizers which are very powerful and can have like a mm-hmm. pretty drastic effect on kind of just your emotional state generally And after a while I got off of them and getting off of them kind of allowed me to access all these emotions that I like were really muted and I wasn't really able to, um, access. And so after that, there was just sort of this revolution of like wanting to face up to like all these emotional misgivings and like hard times in a way that was like really genuine when, which I feel like I wasn't able to do previously in like when I was on the medication. And so these were kind of just the things that I think had been like kind of boiling under the surface, like during, while I was on the medicine, because when I was on the medicine, I wasn't really able to figure out what, what I was feeling, why I was feeling, but there was always that sort of 
undercurrent. <laughs> wow. I never even, I've never even described it with the undercurrent so many times, but it really makes sense. Um. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, with the songwriting process of this, did you have the lyrics first and present that to the band or how did, how did your guys's process work with this particular song? Uh, the songwriting process is pretty, there's like, it works two ways, like the, the two ways that you described. And I would say that about 70% of the time, um, the instrumental comes first and mm-hmm. then the whole comes in and, um, Jackson and I kind of write either the instrumental together or one of us will come to the table with like basically a fully written instrumental song that, um, Jackson will then, um, write lyrics to, mm-hmm. uh, and in this case, this was one of mine uh, that I that I just kind of wrote all the um, all the instrumental parts by myself in my room, show, showed the band. They they were really excited about it. And um, I mean, half of it is different from mm-hmm. at least half of it is different from uh, that initial demo that I made. Um, but yeah, that's that was the that was the beginning of it. an initial demo which you know we'll we'll get you all the proper items um but because there's a pretty drastic change between Mm -hmm. um, the initial demo and what when we went down to LA and recorded with Eric what happened in the chorus and some other parts but the kind of general vibe of what you hear in the verses and like that breakdown like that was all Mm -hmm. taken from the original song but there was you know the original instrumental then my lyrics and then we went with those to Eric, Eric Ron, and he listened to it and was like, this is what should change. <laughs> and, <laughs> and we were like, okay, word. And because <laughs> we were like, I, we, we, wanted to, we wanted him to help us synthesize our sound and kind of get a more poppy thing going. Oh, okay. The original one had a very power metal vibe, which is a different vibe. Mm-hmm. Very different. <laughs> which is, it's an awesome, like the, the song is awesome um, both ways. Um, but we went down there and he sort of helped us find that kind of sexier poppy niche ish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll send you the demo and, and you'll, you'll, you'll listen to it. If, yeah, if I'd love, I mean, and I'm sure everyone yeah. would love to hear like the transformation. I made a thousand mistakes, I know Trying to get better every day and grow But the monsters inside of me still show The nightmare of what could have been I chose To live a better life and come out of the shadows production on this is fantastic um there's so much there's a lot of build and then like intensity um your vocals are amazing um i really enjoyed the rapping i don't know whose idea that was i don't know if that's incorporated in all of your songs is it or is that something you guys experimented with this track so we so that is um Justin White. He's our other guitarist and the rapper and the screamer. Okay. Uh, I do the cleans, those mm-hmm. high ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in newer stuff, we're kind of getting we're blending it even more. But basically, we brought Justin into the band a few years ago. And then if you listen to our previous song called Stronger, it was the first time we incorporated him rapping. Because essentially mm-hmm. we started hanging out with Justin, who we call Hoosty um because we're about to call him that <laughs> at the time so um so we were hanging out with him and we just started noticing him like at parties and stuff just like rapping and like really well like in a way where you know usually you see people rapping and you're like all right that guy can kind of do it but in like a very skillful right. way and he joined the band as a guitarist and then we we're kind of like and he always reminds us of this but we were like all right dude you're rapping now and he's like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> um but like you know kind of with that like lincoln parks like lincoln park yeah. mock- in the stronger yeah. now this but yeah it is now an integral part of the music like one of our next singles like coming out doesn't have any rapping in it but the other the other one does and then mm-hmm. all the ones after that currently that we have written for the future have like full dueling vocalist stuff going on yeah it's like it's super awesome so yeah i can't wait to hear more and what you guys do with that um more so with the production um those strings like whose idea was that uh, it just uh i don't i there i just honestly guys i love almost every single element that is in this song the strings the guitars the drums um it's just beautiful you guys did a really really great job Thank and you. i just want to learn more about that whole process when you guys went in the studio with eric um so 
a lot of the strings and the product like quote-unquote production stuff um like synthesizers and, mm-hmm. and all that um I, I had already made in the um, in the dem- original demo actually oh, okay um, josh is an orchestral guru Ooh, i yeah. love that that's 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 my back my background i grew up in oh, france okay. playing playing in orchestras um clarinet i mean that's kind of irrelevant but <laughs> <laughs> clarinet's always relevant <laughs> um, but yeah so I, i've always really liked uh doing orchestral stuff which is why the original demo is, is also just more power metal that's, mm-hmm. that's just kind of my vibe yeah. um and yeah i guess um that, that is kind of an, an interesting part of it because when we went going down to eric ron was the first time we like worked on a song from beginning to end with a producer and uh, we kind of expected him to do more of the production Mm -hmm. stuff but um in the end he just kind of took all of the elements that i had already made and um and just like stuck them in (laughs) and uh, yeah but then he also like there was it was like he added the sauce so like in the chorus where we had like the you know just it was just guitar drums and the elements josh had but Mm -hmm. then there's this ascending and descending piano like octave line. So it's dun, oh, yeah. dun, dun, dun. I know what you're dun, talking dun, about. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. And it just like, we added that on top of that chorus that Eric was like, oh yeah, just a sec, just a sec. And just put that in like two seconds and it just added this sweet wow. uh, ambient sauce that like gave you the, hit me right in the feeling in the, in the perfect way. And he mm-hmm. did that a few times in, but it definitely what something we learned from that is that as producers, we want to come in having done like 99% and leave that 1% for the sauce. Right. And, and maybe more collaboration if they're like inspired by it, because I feel like a lot of times producers, like they're not going to oftentimes put in what's not there. They're going to take what you do and Mm -hmm. like elevate it. Um, Different experiences. But like, I think, Eric, where he came through in a big way was like in the performance and execution of the recording of everything. He was a huge stickler, but like in a way that was like, like in high school, I took an AP history class where everybody hated it during it. But afterward, everybody was like, it's my favorite class because it was so challenging. (laughs) And this was the same thing. Like I've never been so challenged in the booth in my life, but since then I've never felt more confident in the booth, which is awesome. Oh, oh, uh, like as far as your singing? Yeah, as far as singing goes. Yeah. Same thing for uh, all, honestly, all of us uh, tracking our instruments. He was just pretty ruthless about, nope, that's not good. Nope, <laughs> nope, 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 <laughs> nope. Uh, Again. <laughs> so good. Um, and uh, yeah, that was, the, that was really our first time experiencing it on that level. Because he's worked with like all, some of our favorite artists. And so it, it, it added that extra level of, expectation yeah like you know he was while we were in there he was had talked to like a couple like a couple of our favorite artists like he talked to tyler carter from like issues on the phone and like johnny craig and we were all just in there like oh man oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) and you know he's like showing us songs that are like coming out later and we were just like you know totally star starstruck um but also like we went in there and made it happen and got Mm -hmm. it done it was really cool because we've done we had done really awesome music up till then, but he like showed us like what our talent could sound like through mm-hmm. the filter of another like producer outside of us. And it, and it opened our eyes yeah, uh, in a big way. 
Um, and what was cool is in uh, something that happened in the studio that was cool is we wrote a lot of Justin's <laughs> Josh just spilled coffee on himself. <laughs> it's all good. But we wrote, we wrote a lot, of, we wrote a lot of the raps in the studio. Um, like he, he had like Justin and I like go out and just like bounce ideas off each other outside while they worked on something inside. And then we'd run back in and, and get it done. Like we wrote the lat, the end rap, you know, in the, during the climax of the song at the end, when I like go to that big high note and Justin mm-hmm. straps, we wrote that together in just like a second, just brought it back in. Cause it's like, this needs something else. And it was oh, really fun gotcha. because it really, it really unlike, I mean, it put Justin on the spot and Justin right. in, in a big way because he stepped up to the plate and nailed it. And it was really fun to like, it's really fun to be in the studio and have the pressure be on and have to use the skills that you use all the time under in like a usually non time sensitive situation. Cause we had a week to do the whole, you know, all, all of it. Yeah. Well, and it's also great. Like it's, and it's kind of hard, but it's, it's great when you find a producer that like you sent, I'm assuming this is what Eric is doing for you. Like he's bringing the best out of you guys individually and as a band. So, and that's something like that's kind of hard to find, you know, it's definitely like trial and error. So hopefully you guys are able to make, I don't know what, if you guys plan to make more music with him or have him as your producer, but hopefully you guys can continue that relationship with him. Mm -hmm. A goal. I definitely, I think it's in our, it's a goal to go back. We definitely financially would need help. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But cause I mean, cause yeah, I mean, he, he's not cheap and, and, but it was, it was the smart move to send it that way. Um, right. But we're also curious, you know, we like, like we've worked with a bunch of different people and had cool, different experiences with other people. Mm-hmm. And so you know, we're, we're kind of curious about that, but definitely would love to get back down and see Eric again one day and see his, his doggy. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a very cute dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I want to know what your favorite lyric line is in the song, both of you. I honestly think like the beginning for like, just, I made a thousand mistakes. I know, or wait, no, a little further on. (laughs) 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 This always stumps everyone and everyone's like, Oh my gosh, I can't remember my own lyric. (laughs) (laughs) For me, it's definitely the, the end, the end bit. At the, at the very end, just like the, the climax of it. Oh, yeah, uh, slap. Yeah, I can't I, they are. <laughs> I was afraid before. I was I'm afraid on. before, but now I'm on my way up. up. I mean that that one. Really. Yeah, I was afraid before, now I'm on my way up. These voices the voices in my head told me that I'm not enough. With all the time, time I spent running from my dark side, side, I now embrace the shadow cast on me by this life. Is that too Ooh. much? Paragraph. No, Dude, like yeah, those, those are my favorite ones. <laughs> That's the one we at the end. And what was cool is because we had already written the rest of the song, it was like getting to write your like conclusion paragraph, like after right. having sat with your essay for like a while, you know, because all of us should be sitting with essays. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, no, me too. That I'm, but the it's cool to have a song where all the lyrics feel very genuine to me. Mm-hmm. Like, and like going through life, I've written a ton of songs. Some of them are like deaf nonsense. And some of them are like straight from my soul and like mm-hmm. really resonate with me every time I sing them. And these, and this one and the rest of the songs on the thing are, are all those, which is 
was cool and cool to like, cool to have exist. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. you can be like, these are my feelings. And just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and people want that too anyway. They want to like, they want that authenticity too. Yeah. So, and it's definitely the subject of the song is definitely relatable. Um, mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I also want to know what your favorite production element is. There's a, there's a verb snap in the second verse. Well, there it's in multiple places, but there's, where is it? Uh, it's, it's like halfway through, halfway the, second, through the second verse. There's just this wet snap. And all is wavy when I'm posted up in my lane on my, yeah. it says <laughs> when he says, when all is wavy, and all is wavy when I'm posted up in my lane. There's a wet snap on my that we all. Oh, just... I'll have to listen to it. <laughs> you know, if you if you watch the music video, I did, it, I it cuts to Josh. Well, I guess okay. you might know who Josh. What Josh looks like? <laughs> but Josh, and he does a snap, and there's like a little like After Effects shake on it. I think. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> it's I, did it, I did it in every single take. So every like, single take. So the video guy must have been like, this, "This guy wants this in here. He wants this." <laughs> Is that your favorite element too? Wait, who? I don't know. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm no, sorry. I mean, I but my, I mean, I, I truly love the the chorus. Those those octaves. The da 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 da. Oh just yeah. That, the piano. Yeah, that emotion in such mm-hmm. a big way. Yeah, it was just this omnisphere patch. I think it was called like frozen piano, something like that. And it was just like, you know, just boot, click, turn it on, write it, blap move a couple MIDI notes. Yep. He had a few, he had a few production things that you can tell that he like, just like brings out in a lot of, in a lot of songs that just works like that. There's that piano pad. Mm-hmm. He had this kind of wavy bass synth yeah. patch, that, like that, that he pad. that he put it that he put underneath like every single chorus just to like thicken out the sound mm-hmm. and um, just like some percussion things that he was like, you just pull up a preset and you can kind of tell that he does that many times yeah <laughs> but it works every time. and like also on one of the other songs we did i was like can we just use the drums from uh god what is that freaking song called the slaves one yeah the last song on the the first slaves record uh Anyways. but yeah i was like can we just use those drums and he was like yeah yeah and i was like oh yeah <laughs> um because it was one of my favorite songs that i'd heard it was just this sweet kit um but yeah Awesome. Well, any other interesting facts about the writing um, and process of the song? Mm, well, I mean, I think one thing that was cool is to, I want to shout out our drummer in that, like, he's such a good drummer that when he was in there, like, Eric was basically just able to tell him what to do mm-hmm. and he would perfectly execute it, like, with each take, which was tight. Yeah. Chris. Yeah. 
Shout out to Chris. Shout out to Chris. It was cool seeing seeing Eric Ryan be be impressed. Like you could tell that he was yeah. like, okay, this guy this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, because Eric was not easily impressed. <laughs> in the oh, in the in the vocal booth, the thing I can't remember what the guy's name was, but there's like a little piece of art, and the guy like, and there's a guy pointing at you, and it says "coward." <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> That's, an That's so funny. Booth. Yeah, it's an intimidating booth, and but he he made it happen, and I have never. To that point, I had never heard my voice on a record where I liked like a hundred percent of like tone and take mm-hmm. and everything. And on this one, I'm like, yes. Yeah, you sound really, really great. Thank you. Really great. I, yeah, I really loved your tone. Um, can you guys tell the audience um, where they can find you on social media and where to download and stream Undercurrent? Yeah. Um, so you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash designer disguise, or just, uh, look up designer disguise in the search bar. Uh, same thing with Instagram, uh, designer disguise. We have a Twitter, but we post zero things on there. (laughs) (laughs) Don't use it. Um, and then, yeah, same thing on Spotify. Just look up designer disguise. (laughs) Um, and should I spell it? And you have a video. Oh yeah, yeah. maybe. (laughs) D E S I G N E R space D I S G. What? Wait, no, I'm almost done. D I S G U I S E. It's the normal spelling of the word. There's no V's for vowels. So, yeah. And you have a video too on YouTube. Yeah, if you look up Designer Skies on YouTube, YouTube, you'll find our videos. We have like a cover of Chandelier and stuff that people like. Oh, I have to watch that. Oh yeah, it's it's pretty tight. Um, we're very happy about that one. Um, and yeah, we live in Seattle, so we're quarantining. We just want everyone <laughs> to stay healthy. So yes, be stay good, safe. stay safe. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for coming on my show. I really enjoyed learning about Undercurrent and yes, talking with you guys. Thank you so much for having us. I made a thousand mistakes. I know. Trying to get better every day and grow. But the voices inside of me still show. The nightmare of what could have been I chose. To download and stream the full song and learn more about the artist, please visit the description of this episode. 
Make sure to follow me, your host, Lisa Denae, on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter at Lisa Denae Music. Thank you for listening. Just...